The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Road Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and back roads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen. Always glad to have you along. Our producer is Nathan Miller. He's there at the board to make sure we stay in our lane, as it were. And today we are also joined by Suzanne Mitchell, my partner in life and on the air. She's got a story to tell that fits very neatly into the narrative of today's episode. How can I encapsulate it? If you're going to plan a vacation, how about planning not to get ripped off? Because the scammers, the fishers, all the con artists are out in force, and they seem to have a radar where they can hone in on people who are far away from home or coming back from a vacation. And the vulnerability is there to be exploited if you don't know what you're doing. You'll know more at the end of this episode. We're going to talk to Adam K. Levin. He is a consumer affairs advocate. He is a cybersecurity expert. What he doesn't know, well, you know the rest of it. So we're looking forward to talking to Adam today, protecting you as you make plans for a vacation in 2022. This is American Road Trip Talk, and we'll be back with the interview right after this. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days. And I want to bring attention to a life-saving product called Alert Drops. Drowsy driving is one of the most catastrophic problems in America, and alert drops will stop it. Kids studying in college, drinking too much caffeine, overloading on these energy drinks, they end up in the hospital. Alert drops will stop it. What is alert drops? Alert drops is a simple spray on the tongue made out of citric acid, sour lemon, and water, co-created with my uncle, Dr. Henry Heimlich, creator of the Heimlich Maneuver, who said, Anson, alert drives will save more lives than the maneuver. Whether you are driving, whether you're studying, whether you're just a tired mom, whenever you need to be alert, get alert drops. A simple spray on the tongue, nothing in your system, and you're naturally awake, naturally alert. It's scientifically proven. It's doctor approved. Again, it's natural. It's been honored by the United States Congress. Go to alertjobs.com. Very important. Go to alertjobs.com and stay safe. Giving local voices a chance to shine. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to American Road Trip Talk. Adam K. Levin is a consumer affairs advocate and serial entrepreneur with more than 40 years of experience. He is a nationally recognized expert on cybersecurity, privacy, identity theft, fraud, and personal finance. He is chairman and founder of Cyber Scout, about which we will hear more shortly. At the age of 27, Mr. Levin became the youngest director in the history of the New Jersey Division of Consumer Affairs, one of the most powerful consumer protection agencies in the U.S. He is a graduate of Stanford University and the University of Michigan School of Law. He also is the author of the acclaimed book, Swiped, How to Protect Yourself in a World Full of Scammers, Fishers, and Identity Thieves. And so we welcome for the first time, Adam K. Levin. Adam, we're so happy to have you on Trip Talk. Mary, thanks so much for inviting me, and hello to your beautiful bride. Wonderful. Yes, she is beautiful, and Suzanne Mitchell has a story to tell. We're going to get to that for sure, but let's start, Adam, with discussing this wonderful book. This is a great way to educate the reading public anyway. They're hearing from you today, but I would encourage everyone to get their copy of Swiped, How to Protect Yourself in a World Full of Scammers, Fishers, and Identity Thieves. It seems so much to me, Adam, like 
when you go outside and you get into the world, or if you leave, especially far from home on a vacation, you're in a position of relative vulnerability. And there are certain people in this world who make a career out of knowing that fact and exploiting it. Do I have that right? Oh, you're a thousand percent right. And the important thing to remember is we all have day jobs. We work, we're educated, we're getting educated. We run businesses, we're involved in philanthropic activities, we're raising families. But to the people that we're facing off against, the scammers, the fishers, the identity thieves, we are their day job. They're sophisticated, they're creative, and they're persistent. And thus the book Swiped, a necessary read. In addition to that, I did want to make sure we mentioned Cyber Scout. I confess my ignorance, and many people will be hearing about Cyber Scout for the first time. You founded it. You're the chairman. What are you offering by means of Cyber Scout? Well, I, I founded it, and I was the chairman. Actually, one year ago, I sold it to, ah. San, to Santique, who then was bought by TransUnion. But Cyber Scout is an identity uh, and data protection organization, and its uh, its main channels were. Uh, identity theft education, information, resolution, uh, identity theft, uh, incident preparedness, response, and forensics. And its biggest chunk of clients were the insurance industry. And they certainly would have a vested interest in things going well. <laughs> I can see that for sure. Absolutely. It was really for their policyholders, uh, for the small businesses. We really focused our efforts on small and medium-sized businesses and working with the policyholders, and not only companies, but also the individuals. Adam, uh, Suzanne's going to tell her story there, and she'll do her best to encapsulate it for everyone. But before she does, I just wanted to remark on, on your reach in the industry. When there are events, you might, you might be a panelist, you might be the keynote speaker, but it seems like you're a man on a mission to let people know how difficult it can be to navigate the uncertainties of travel and managing one's finances when there are people who are, as you just indicated a moment ago, are very dedicated to separating you from your money, and they treat it rather like a very sophisticated profession. Oh, no, it, it's very, uh, I was just reading an article recently by Brian Krebs. It's in LinkedIn, and it's a multi-part series on the Conti ransomware gang. And just as an example, these folks, this is an enterprise. They have employees, they have a human resources department, they're constantly trying to bring new people on. They have issues like every other company with salaries and the like. Uh, they buy uh, security software, they analyze security software. When they do ransomware attacks, they, they've developed relationships with companies that actually do the negotiations. I mean, this is a real business. And when you also think about it, a lot of these, these folks are involved with foreign governments who are either employing them to create chaos or they're using them to generate money. Uh, you know, people joke about it, but there's actually a line in the North Korean budget for the money they're making with ransomware. So this is, this is big business. Big business. And Suzanne just went, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know who's watching, who's listening, who's tracking you. But we don't say this to intimidate, but rather no. through the good graces of Adam Levin to educate because you need to know about this stuff. Suzanne Mitchell, let's bring you in here. You have a story. And here, Adam, we're going all the way back to 2010, but its relevance remains very much with us today. On Christmas Eve of 2010, December 24, 2010, Gary and I were returning from Chicago after an 18-day stay 
And it was late in the evening when we got in. We stopped at a grocery store and picked up a few items, knowing that our refrigerator was pretty empty. Got our groceries and got home probably pretty close to 11 o'clock at night. I, we were in the door no more than five minutes or so when the telephone rang. The bank was calling me, asking me if I had just purchased round-trip tickets to Chicago for $2,000, to which I said, no, I, I just got home tonight from Chicago, and no. And they said, well, it sounds like somebody got a hold of your credit card. Were you, um, have you been anywhere tonight using your credit card? And I said, yes, at the grocery store. And they said, well, it sounds like somebody at the grocery store took your information. And let me verify your name, address, all of your personal uh, information. Uh, and so I was giving it to them and they asked me for my credit card number and I gave it to them in the expiration and I gave it to them. And then they wanted to know my three digit number on the back. And it was the very, very, very first time that I felt that there might be something suspicious. And I, I had the, the, I was looking at the back of the card with the code on it and also the telephone number for the bank. And I said, I will call you right back at the toll-free number to continue the discussion. And they said, it's Christmas Eve. You're only going to get me when you call back. And I said, okay, well, that's fine. I'll talk to you in a couple of minutes. I hung up the phone. I called the toll-free number on the back of the card and the bank said, that was absolutely not us. We do not call people about that. And so I knew that I had given out a lot of information, my date of birth, my address, my phone, my credit card number, everything except the little code on the back. And the next morning I went to the police department and made a formal complaint about what happened and had that documented. And then, of course, when I was on with the real bank the night before, they, they um, um, said they would send me a new card. So that's how that turned out. And that um, was pretty scary to think that I felt like I'm, you know, at least average in intelligence and could get caught up in something like that. The circumstances were so believable. We just got home from Chicago. We stopped at the grocery store and that was what they asked me. Did you buy tickets to Chicago? And I said, I just got back from there. It was just like too perfect and too believable. And I was almost caught. There is no question. This is what they're good at. And, and what they were trying to make you a victim of is what's called vishing, voice over internet protocol which is telephone based phishing. And your story is actually, uh, you know, it's, it's sad, but it's, it's common, believe it or not, Ugh. is that people get phone calls from, well, they'll get phone calls from the IRS, which doesn't call, or right. they'll get a phone call from their bank. Some, they will say it, it, sometimes they will tell you what your credit card number is. Is this your credit card number? Yes. Is this your expiration date? Yes. Just to prove you're you, could you flip your card over and read us the security code in the back because we're just trying to protect you. And we've seen cases where people fall for that. And then they say, 
you know, you are a victim of identity theft. We would like to help you with the credit reporting agencies. So if you get us, give us your social security number, since we're your bank, we'll contact the credit reporting agencies and we'll get either a fraud alert on your file or get your credit frozen. And this is what they do. And they're very good. Now, it could be that somebody uh, was able to hack into the, uh, the airline system. That is not oh, unheard of. There have been yeah. many hacks. Somebody could have hacked into your frequent flyer miles account and been able to see uh, exactly where you were traveling and where your points were being used, for instance. Uh, but th this is the kind of stuff they do. And people go, how do they know? And the answer is, it's shocking how they know. It could have also been, did you post anything about your trip on social media? No. No, I don't think we did. We've kind of been a little bit cautious about when we're not home, not posting, hey, we're not home. So right. we haven't we haven't done that. We'll we'll post about a trip after we get back. Yeah, because there's actually a website that I don't know if it still exists, but it used to be Rob Me Please. And it was <laughs> basically pointing out to people that that when you give off uh, all this information about where you are uh, and how long you're going to be there and when you leave. Uh, de facto, you're also telling people where you're not. Yes. And as a result, they use that as an opportunity to case the joints, see if they can break into your home, break wow. into your office, you know, any one of those things. So uh, this is part of what I call the pantheon of ishings. There's general phishing, dear cardholder, dear member, dear uh, policyholder. There's spear phishing, which would be uh, dear Gary. There is vishing, which you experienced. And then there's something known as smishing, SMS-based phishing, and that's where you get a text that comes to your mobile device that says your account has been frozen, and people don't even think about where it's supposedly coming from. They panic. They click the link. It can take them to a, a, a website that looks very generic. They enter their, their logon information, and they've just simply given it to the, uh, to the hackers. Wow. And just to show that this can happen to anyone, Suzanne's not one to brag about herself. So I brag on her behalf. My lady here was a national honor student and got her degree at Northwestern. So she's no dummy. She's not naive. As a matter of fact, she is one of the the most street smart people I've met whose credentials are largely academic. <laughs> That's what I find with, with Suzanne. And they got to her. So if people are not familiar with it, they're not attuned, anybody can be victimized by this because these guys are slick. And what you've just laid out, Adam, is a just a diabolical kind of MO that people on the inside of that industry would know how to use. Oh, no, this is an equal opportunity crime. Rich, poor, young, old, uh, street smart, book smart, doesn't matter. Uh, it's all about, I, I had a friend who was a, a Wall Street trader and he was in the middle of his trading day and he gets a phone call from the IRS, uh, which it wasn't. And they sounded very convincing. They told him there was a problem with his return, that he owed them some money, that they would give him an explanation of what it was. But uh, these were the last four digits of his social security number. Could he give them the first five just to confirm that they're talking to the right person? And he said, when he uttered the fifth digit, he said, oh my God, I got to call Adam. Uh, because it's just, it's all about catching you at a moment of distraction. And it goes back to the whole concept. We have day jobs, we have lives, 
but we are their life. This is what they do. And in some countries, it's nine to five. And with a lot of the ransomware gangs, it's they're on uh, shifts and it's, it's a business for them. It's just purely business and it, it's nothing personal. It's just, you're there, they want to make money. You're the pathway to make money. And, you know, I also try to tell people, so many people go, nobody cares about me. I'm just a regular person, right? But what people have to understand is to a hacker, you're not you. You are Sharon Stone. You're the rock. You are the Beatles. You got what they want. You have data. You have information of all kinds. Or even a more sinister thing, you are the pathway to get to where they really want to get to, which could be your spouse, your relative, your child, where you work, an organization you're affiliated with, and they will use the compromise of you to get the, get into that organization or to that individual. You know, Adam, the way you describe it, and it just rings with such authenticity when I look back on what happened, I can see where to people like those emotions, expressing any emotion would be a liability. They are data-driven. Totally, totally. And our producer, Nathan, just prompted me, and thank you for that, Nathan. He wrote, websites that supposedly offer travel discounts are also very dangerous. You're looking oh, to get out on the road. You're going to be out there just out there in the blue. It just feels like you're a sitting duck. No, you totally are. And let's give me, let me give you some idea of some of the scams that are out there, just like he mentioned. First of all, uh, vacation rental cons. They can basically create phony listings, unrealistically low prices. Um, per perfect example. Right now, Airbnb is working with people in the Ukraine who are renting their properties uh, through Airbnb. Now, everyone knows that at this, this is not the particular moment to be visiting in the Ukraine, but this is a way that people can help people in the Ukraine. And Airbnb is waiving host fees and everything else. And that's great. The bad news is scammers figured this out too. So now they're putting up phony listings on Airbnb in an effort to get you to get to, to rent their property. See where it's like no good deed goes unpunished. So if something sounds too good to be true, it probably is third party booking sites. They love to create elaborate websites, pretending to be airline ticket brokers, travel agents. They get you to enter credit card data. And once you enter that data, now they have your payment information. They also hack into websites that are legitimate websites. And by where you enter your data, because you're paying for something in the cart, they have malware there that basically grabs your information and transmits it to them. Then there are travel club scams. It's, you know, join this club. It'll be great. We'll save you money. Well, they want upfront fees. There's a charge for this, that, whatever. There's also double booking scams. You're, on, you're, you're getting ready to leave. You have a place. You're all excited about going. And they contact you and say, uh, Mr. Mance, I'm sorry, but uh, there was a mistake made in the booking of your room. But we have good news. If you pass a little extra money, we can you know, pay the guy off and we can get your room. And at the end of the day, you end up paying more than you would have paid if you went to the direct site and you dealt directly with either a well-known, well-vetted, well-reviewed uh, travel site or going to the hotels directly. It, it's just layers. Oh, this is what astonishes me, Adam. You're talking about layers of sophisticated chicanery. And I can just imagine, I mean, when you get 
a, a legitimate job, you go and you learn. There's training. You go through the here are the steps. It sounds like these folks do the very same thing, but it's all designed to separate people from their money and for no value. You get nothing but a valuable life lesson out of it. This is very true. And this is why I say to people, and I, I quote the chairman of Microsoft when he said, or the CEO, when he said, you know, we're in an era now where we have shared responsibility because business can only do so much. Government can only do so much. Consumers have to do more. And we didn't want it. We didn't ask for it. We're not trained for it. But we now have a shared responsibility because we have to protect ourselves and we have to protect the places we work. We have to protect our families. And it's all about learning what the threats are, what the red flags are, what you do in the event you're a victim. You know, in Swiped, we talk about the three M's. How do you minimize your risk of exposure? How do you effectively monitor? And when you find out you have a problem, what's your plan to manage the damage? I am so grateful, and I'm sure all your readers are as well, grateful to you for writing this book because between its covers, you really have a battle plan. You have to know what you need to know to avoid those people who are really, it just seems to me, and I go back to 2010 again, these are people that have you down inside the 20-yard line as far as reaching their goals are concerned before you realize that you're even playing the game. Well, because that's how good they really are. But there are certain things that people can do and businesses as well, but let's talk consumers. First, password protocol. If you're using the same password throughout your, your universe of websites, there is a high likelihood that you're going to have a real problem because somewhere along the way, one of the websites or a number of the websites that you go to, they're going to get compromised because it's, again, it's not a question of if, but when. And once they're compromised, I don't care how indecipherable your password is. It's now been discovered. Uh, I, a friend of mine lost access to her Instagram account. She uh, And it was because she used the same password for Gmail, Instagram, and a whole bunch of other accounts. So there is a website, by the way, that you can go to to find out if your logon credentials have been compromised, as well as your phone number. It's called Have I Been Pawned? but it's not P-A-W-N-E-D, it's P-W-N-E-D, haveibeenpawned.com. You can find out if and sometimes when your user ID password has been exposed and also if your phone number has been exposed because you know, we always used to say the ultimate unique identifier for people is their social security number. Well, guess what? Today, it's your mobile number is the ultimate identifier for you because think about it. We give it out everywhere. So long and strong passwords, get a password manager. Two-factor authentication. So even if someone gets your credentials, you'll know about it because and, and because they don't have the code that goes to your phone, they can't go any further. Don't click on licks. Don't open in attachments. You did the right thing when, when, when they asked you to authenticate yourself and you 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 stop just short of, of the ultimate authentication at that moment, which was that three-digit code. Don't simply download the newest, coolest apps that are out there. Freeze your credit. M monitor, get your credit report, review your credit report, look for things that you didn't do. Uh, sign up for transaction alerts that notify in your bank or credit card, especially when you're on the road. If there's been any activity in your bank account or your credit card account, you'll know better than the bank whether it was you or not. 
sign up for sophisticated transaction monitoring, which you can, you can do through the institutions. You can get fancier credit monitoring stuff. And the third M, real fast, manage the damage. Many people don't realize through your insurance company, your financial institution, or your employer, programs were available to help you through identity incidents. Just ask them, do you have one? Am I in it? What do I have to do to get in it? What's it going to cost? And I think it's fitting that we close with it with a nice little quote or a quip you had during a hallway interview at one of the conferences at which you were one of the leading speakers. You might have been the keynote at this one. And you were asked what people can do. It, it, it seemed that the man wanted to know what should we do attitudinally. And I was delighted to hear you go them one better from back in the 80s when we used to hear trust but verify as President Reagan was dealing with Mr. Gorbachev and the Soviets. Trust but verify. You went them one better. Absolutely. Never trust. Always question. Always verify. That makes perfect sense to me. And why wouldn't we, when you stop to think about it, it's like a video game out there. I, I tell the people that I'm waiting for the Mario brothers to start rolling barrels my way, <laughs> whether it's dealing online or sometimes even getting out of a parking lot. Modern society has these pitfalls and there are people who are all too ready and capable of exploiting them. So you do need to take the attitude. It sounds harsh. You don't want to be that way. And yet, if you never trust and always verify, one thing is going to happen in your life. You will become safer, relatively more protected. And I certainly recommend, again, I want to give out the title, Swiped, How to Protect Yourself in a World Full of Scammers, Fishers, and Identity Thieves. The author, Adam K. Levin. Adam, I'm so thrilled we got a chance to talk to you today. There's more to be said. I hope you'll come back to Trip Talk. No, I would love to. And just one final note, we have a terrific podcast called What the Hack with Adam Levin. And if people get an opportunity, just as we will suggest to them that they listen to your wonderful podcast, uh, please give us a chance because what's in Swiped is on that podcast. What the Hack. I'm sure that's a great podcast. I will be tuning in. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Adam. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in to American Road Trip Talk. We remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue. Until next time, dream well and drive safely on the American Road. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days. And I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detail in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure.